0: Hello and welcome to the gonna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It's very much appreciated. I hope you've had a good week. You've made it through Tuesday, which is worth a congratulations in itself. And uh, we're well on our way not only to the end of the week and the game, but of course deadline day on Friday. Two days left um, before deadline day, so three days of the window remain uh, with Arsenal still to do business still players to move on but yesterday saw plenty of action and plenty of movement with plenty of noise around a fair few Arsenal players so without further ado we're going to tackle those shortly but let's take on you guys in the chat box and see who is uh around and here uh let's go to scrolling up to the top. Uh Peter, good morning to, you, to Zaki to Cliff, uh, good morning to Red Star, Steve, Maximius, Nav, uh, good morning to Mr. E, uh, Mr. Lewis, Barry, uh, Marcus, Tom, Morgie, uh, Matt G, Pennywin. Uh I'm retiring from I'm retired from fitness Jimbo. Um, there you go. <laughs> That's a good message for the morning. Retiring from fitness. Uh, Temi, Blackshine, richard Jose, Mike, Amira, Stephen, Rich, plenty more of you guys as well. As always, so good to see so many of you. Uh, we'll be live tonight for a Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat deadline day preview show. It's not tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night is Charles Watts' book launch event, which I'm hoping to be at. So uh, we haven't been out. Uh, we aren't able to do the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat. So we'll be doing the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast this evening, um, which means somehow, somewhere, despite there being deadline day on Friday, I'm going to have to try and fit in. A preview show for the Man United game at some point. I'm not really sure where. It could even be today as well. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. So look out on the Discord server uh, for details of when and where they drop. But without further ado, let's jump into today's uh, stories. I look forward to bringing you all the latest uh, Arsenal news, uh, which follows just like this. Um, Tottenham... Oh, Tottenham. Tottenham Hotspur are out of the League Cup before Arsenal have even kicked a ball. Even kicked a ball. Arsenal haven't even entered the Carabao Cup because they enter in the third round uh, when they will, uh, with all the other teams that are involved in Europe. And uh, Spurs played away to Fulham. Ange Postacoglu rested a lot of players. Fulham also rested a fair few players. Despite Spurs laughing at Arsenal at the weekend for dropping points, they are out of a tournament in which there was a lot of pressure on them to try and win this season. At the first hurdle, they have been eliminated. And yeah, I don't see an FA Cup coming for Spurs. So that's another trophy list, uh, more than a year. 2025 could be the earliest that Spurs end up winning a trophy. (laughs) Oh, how hilarious. And it was Richarlison as well that finally scores and they still get knocked out. Of the competition. So, yes, Spurs always Spurs in. He, 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 he. Uh, moving into actually winning trophies, um, Bakaya Saka has picked up the PFA Young Player of the Year award. Massive congratulations to Bakaya. Our last player to do that was Jack Wilshere. Uh, believe it or not, as the last time an Arsenal player picked up the Young PFA Player of the Year award. But not only that, um, you probably saw a video circulating, but Saka was shown... I can't give credit to to who it was, so if anyone knows in the chat box, let me know. But um, a fan channel, not sure what it was, um, but if you know, let me know, was asking some supporters a a question of, would you rather win the league and Bakaya Saka is sold, or keep him? Um, And, you know, basically gamble a chance of winning the league and it's a lot of videos of, of fans saying that you know that they, they've got to keep the star boy and you know arsenal have got lots of chances to win trophies and Saka's going to be a big part of that and somebody um showed saka the video and it was a really nice moment um it, they had all all the people in the video said they would keep saka rather than winning the league and you know i i'd sympathize with that view i think it's certainly worth a debate um, you're gambling a, uh, a Premier League trophy on, you know, keeping Saka and winning more with Saka. That is the gamble, and I, you know, I personally think they're in a much better position to win more Premier League trophies with Saka um, in the long-term future than just gambling him off one. Uh, I think Arsenal are in a great position to be able to do that in the future with Saka in the squad. So, be very interesting indeed. Maybe we should do a poll. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Let's let's chuck a poll into the chat box. So, would you rather? Uh, Here we go. Would you rather guaranteed EPL win this season? EPL win, but Saka is sold. Or keep Saka gamble on trophies? That's your poll. That's in the chat box. I'm curious to see what you guys are going to go for. So guaranteed EPL win, but Saka is sold. Or keep Saka and gamble on the trophies uh let me know uh what you would go for in the poll in the chat box thanks for that idea and the person who gave me that idea was Aditya so thank you Aditya for that very much appreciate that uh but not only that but Saliba Ramsdale and Martin Odegaard all joined Saka uh in the PFA team of the year which is fantastic the last time a player was involved in the team of the year was Abamyang, I think so uh Uh, It's great to see. Uh, Erling Haaland won PFA Player of the Year. Unsurprisingly, uh, the last Arsenal player to do that is... Pause for effect. Can anyone guess? It's Robin Van Persie was the last Arsenal player to win PFA Player of the Year. So maybe... It'll be one of our boys next season. Uh, Following Balogun uh, has undergone his medical with Monaco. He's expected to complete his move to Liga and get Arsenal a significant amount of money. Uh, There's been contradictions in the amount of money that's been talked about. Some are saying €40 million. Some are saying €45 million. Well, I hope to get clarification on that one very soon. Uh, Mallorca, Sevilla and Luton Town are all interested in signing Rob Holding. Uh, A number of inquiries have been made over a loan deal. However, Arsenal wants to sell the player permanently if he is to leave the club. They're not interested, it seems, in a loan deal, um, but Luton, I think, probably make the most sense. Their deal for, uh, I think, it was Isaac Hayden fell apart, so they're looking at Rob Holding as a potential alternative. And I did say to people, you know, Rob Holding will emerge as all alternatives um, to people uh, in the in the latter stages of the window. So unsurprisingly, so. Uh, We're seeing Rob Holding now linked to clubs and uh, Arsenal will hope to get a deal done for the player before the window does indeed close. Uh, Nuno Tavares is set to join Nottingham Forest on loan with a 2 million loan uh, fee uh, with an option to buy at 12 million pounds. It's not the deal I wanted. It's not particularly a great figure, um, but it is what I expected in regards to the overall fee. That would take the deal up to 14 million pounds, which would be double what Arsenal ultimately paid Benfica two years ago Um, I'm never a fan of options to buy it gives the selling club no control and the players tend to have to exceed expectations for the club to activate the clause to then buy the player so let's hope that Tavares does well enough that Nottingham Forest do activate that clause but if he doesn't if they don't rather you know he's still got two years or so left on his contract if he returns in 2024 but it's Premier League experience for him Uh, let's see what happens. I just don't like options to buy in loan deals. It's really, really difficult. It's interesting that Nottingham Forest revived their interest after supposed rumours that Tavares wanted to move to a bigger club. Maybe those options didn't materialise, or maybe that just simply wasn't true. Um, But remember those claims, those stories that came out about like 30-odd million quid? I tried to tell you. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. And I guess we found ourselves being proven right in the end. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe is indeed on the list of players that Chelsea are considering. But not only that, but Smith-Rowe uh, and Arsenal have rejected actually a proposal, an approach from Chelsea. An approach from Chelsea has been rejected. Um, Smith-Rowe's uh, future still remains up in the air with just three days left of the window remaining. Uh, Arsenal uh, have kind of laid out the, the 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 idea that they're not interested in selling to a rival, that's what reports say, so whether or not that means that they would be opening to selling to somebody else if there was a very good fee on the table, we'll have to wait and see, but I really, 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 really hope that Smith-Rowe is not sold. Um, that would be a horrific move by Arsenal. And speaking of that Chelsea offer, there are reports that Chelsea would have been willing to include Mahilo Mudrik in a swap deal for Smith-Rowe. I have seen some very arrogant Chelsea supporters suggesting that they would not uh, swap Mudrick for Smith-Rowe, trying to highlight that the player is a better option um, than Smith-Rowe. I've seen Arsenal fans suggest that they would be open to this deal. I find that absolutely mad. Um, Smith-Rowe is a far better player than Mahalo Mudrick. Established in the Premier League, proven in the Premier League. Yes, he's got his injury problems. So has Mudrick, by the way. Mudrick's currently out-injured right now. I really find it shocking that so many people would take mudrick and a swap deal for smith row smith row is far more versatile whereas mudrick doesn't get into our team he's like he it would be our third choice left winger behind martinelli and, and and trossard um whereas smith row can play at 10 can play at left wing can play left playmaker can play uh potentially left eight we'll have to wait and see can play as a false nine it, it's mad to me that some people would swap smith row for mudrick but uh there it is. That's that's the story. And lastly, our headline story of the day, according to reports in Denmark, there are suggestions that Arsenal are amongst the sides interested in trying to sign Benfica fullback Alexander Barr. The Danish international has been of interest to Arsenal, it seems, for the last stage of the window, and that he's one of the very few players that Arsenal would be considering making a move for. Uh, The fee in consideration would be around £28 million if Arsenal wanted to sign the 25-year-old. It's a very, very interesting player. He's not of the style that Arsenal have been used to in their plays. He turned 26 in December. He's not a, f- a fullback slash centre back. He's very much an attacking minded fullback that gets up the wing. He's more traditional. Think kind of Kieran Tierney, but the right hand side, which doesn't really make much sense to me, um, to be honest, because you know losing Timber, he's not an inverted fullback to my understanding. And speaking to people uh, in and around kind of Portuguese football they feel as though that he's got some defensive frailties. And when Benfica came up against the likes of uh, Porto and Sporting last season, he was kind of exploited defensively. He is good going forward, you know, and he offers something different perhaps to what Arsenal have already got. And maybe there is some sense that Arsenal and, and Arteta could coach the defensive side of his game to improve. But, with question marks over that area of his game, I feel as though it would still be a bit of a risk and a significant financial one of that, especially when you think about figures for players like Henricks and Simican, who, for me, you know, fit a lot more of what Arsenal want. Um, but yeah, Alexander Bar is not um, certainly a player that it seems will be the style of defender I think that a lot of Arsenal fans have been asking for. But I suppose we'll have to wait and see if indeed anything materializes from what is just, at the moment, at least a rumor. Right, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. OK, uh, let's jump into the chat box. Holding, in, he says, Spurs are looking at trying to take Ansu Fati. according to Fabrizio Romano, uh, Tottenham are now in contact with Barcelona to negotiate a deal for Ansu Fati on loan until 2024. Discussions about conditioning the deal, but Barcelona want 100% of the salary covered. Ansu also presented to Chelsea as an opportunity, but no formal approach yet. Um, fair. You know, it's interesting because Ansu Fati is more of a left-wing player. And it's interesting seeing where obviously that would mean him competing directly with uh, human Son, unless they played Son through the middle. It, it strikes me as a bit of a Lucas Mourad type deal um, I suppose for Spurs. Um, he can play on the right, has played on the right but he's more so a left winger than a right player. I suppose he also can play through the middle. Does a loan bother me? No. If they signed him permanently would that bother me a bit? I, I guess because I do like Anthony Fatty. I think he's got a lot of potential. So him joining Spurs on loan isn't much of a concern, I suppose, for me. But if it was a permanent deal, that certainly would. Um, but it's, I, I bet, I guarantee you, right. So when we talked about Ansu Fati with um, Arsenal and the links to Arsenal, the first thing people said was that he's a left winger. He can't really play right wing. Doesn't really play right wing, but he's mainly a, le- a left winger. I guarantee you now that he's being linked to Spurs you start seeing the, well, we could have signed Ansu Fati as cover for Saka. You know, I guarantee you that is what you'll start to see. But uh, yeah, let's wait and see. So a quick check on that poll that we set up in part one. Would you rather guaranteed EPL win but Saka is sold or keep Saka and gamble on trophies? Um, 74% of you saying keep Saka. 26% of you are taking the guaranteed EPL win but selling Saka, interesting indeed uh, I, I guess i i thought it would be probably about that split um but yeah keep voting on the poll if you've not voted already and you're in the chat box let us know what you think uh revsan says hey tom uh, what are your thoughts on getting sergio ramos on a one-year contract he's really experienced and would be a great solution short term not for me revsan um I think he's shown and been kind of upstage a little bit at PSG. That was exploited at times at PSG. He's had a lot of injury issues as well. I'm not sure you'd get the full value of that uh, short-term deal. I think I'd rather Arsenal invested in uh, someone they could invest in for the long-term uh, over that. Uh, Igro says, do you think it's possible that Smith-Rowe has been flirting with Chelsea? No, smoke without fire. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that at all. Um I wouldn't be surprised if there was kind of things on, you know, the agent is kind of detailed in trying to look after players. The agent, if his his client is not playing, will be looking at trying to see what options are out there. So no, I wouldn't say Smith-Rowe, I would be more willing to bet that it's more of an agent side without knowing, of course, the full details. But, you know, if your, your client's not playing, it is your responsibility to kind of, you know, look around for potential opportunities for them if they're not completely happy in their situation so I wouldn't say it's Smith Rowe I would say it'd be more the agent side of things um Greg says Mudrick would be a good player uh, for Arsenal but then he could be a good player for Chelsea or whatever club he plays for Smith Rowe is loved by Arsenal fans and he's a good player as well and it's just not worth the risk <laughs> at all uh Gunnar Jakes on with all the Man United injuries does it put more pressure on us to win on Sunday I'd rather play a full strength Man United team I wouldn't personally I'm glad Rafa Varane is out I'm glad Luke Shaw is out I'm glad Mason Mount is out you know let's play a weakened Man United team all day long Um, play your best team Arsenal get the job done get all three points and uh, and come away much more emboldened and happier and with momentum going into the next game after the international break. So important the win, that we win that game and with Varana Mount and Shaw all out. Uh, I'm very, very happy about that. So no, I wouldn't rather go into that. I don't think it puts extra pressure on us. Pressure is already there and the expectation is already there at an absolute maximum anyway. Uh, Fahim says, what do you ex- personally expect us to do between now and the deadline? If I was a better man, and I'm not really anymore. Um, I'd probably say nothing. <laughs> My instinct says nothing. My instinct tells me nothing. Um... Um, I I just don't know. Uh, I, I just don't know whether or not um, I can see us getting something done between now and the end of the, the window. I just don't know whether I can see it. Uh, it's really difficult to see Arsenal... Finding a target that's good enough to kind of compete with this squad um is there a mic issue again, or is it fixed? I'm hoping it's fixed. It came up saying it was disconnected, so I'm hoping it's fixed itself now um let me know in the chat. I'm hoping it's all right now um but uh yeah, it's difficult, oh okay, apparently it's not okay, two seconds, two seconds it was fixed <laughs> it was fixed, and I still tried to fix it anyway, okay, there we go um yeah I, I think what I was saying was you know I can't see Arsenal finding the player and I can't see them being able to negotiate a deal with the player good enough I suppose but who knows things have been going on behind closed doors um Arsenal are doing things very quietly you never know you might see us pull a rabbit out of the hat I really hope that we do I really really hope that we do um but yeah yeah, it's it's hard anyway. Regarding outgoing,s obviously Balogun we expect to be sold. Tavares should complete his loan move. Holding looks like he might go now. I thought he might stay, but there's significant interest, so I think that he should go. Um, Cedric I think could end up staying. From the looks of things, he's not really going anywhere right now. But things happen very quickly on deadline day, um, so maybe Cedric will find somewhere to go and play. Um, let's let's kind of consider the fact that Nicola Pepe again is another player that. There doesn't seem to be too much going on, but again, it could be one that's very quiet right now and then sparks into life on the final day of the window. It'd be interesting to see if Pepe stayed and then if he was reintegrated into the group, that would be very interesting indeed. Um, So let's wait and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how this window ends because I think it's it's an exciting end to the window. I think anything can happen, but... Yeah, let's wait and see. It might not be exciting for the right reasons. Um, Van Jones says, what's your honest take on Rowe's inability to get into the squad? Is it a case of Arteta hyper-focusing on a core group of players and Smith Rowe on the outside looking in, or is there more to it? I think, unfortunately, it is something that I would criticise Arteta for. I do think that he hasn't given Smith Rowe enough opportunities at all. Uh, I think he could have come off the bench against uh, Fulham, and he didn't. And yeah, it's it's disappointing. Uh, I think that he could have been given more opportunities this season, um, and hasn't done, especially off the back of a really successful um, under twenty one. So yeah, I'm dis I am disappointed that Smith Rowe has not been given more chances. Uh, Owen says, if you had to pick a starting eleven from the TGT listeners, who would be your team? <laughs> I can't do that, Owen. That's like I end up leaving people out, and they'd be really disappointed that I left them out. So I'm going to choose not to. Um, what I can say is, though, that I re- who would be the best manager for the group of all the listeners? I mean, who do I feel like would take absolutely no flak. I mean, Pini Wien's a pushover. So, you know, he's not. He's not doing anything. Uh, <laughs> um, I reckon Morgie would create some fantastic caricatures of of all of the of all the players. That's what he would do. Clive is a great shout, Dave. For Clive does indeed listen to us. He could be a great coach for the side. Um, but yeah, very difficult indeed to come up with an eleven. Owen, I mean, that's. I think that would be. Um, unfair to leave people out. I'm not, you know, as you can tell, I'd be a terrible manager. I I really find it hard to leave people out of things. So, uh, yeah, I I certainly couldn't. But uh, big shouts for Clive to be uh, the manager of the TGT (laughs) 11. Uh, That would be good. It'd be great if we could do like a charity football match between like the TGT our tgt core group and uh, and another channel that would be hilarious wouldn't it uh, maybe something for the future uh, benji says it would be fair to say that he might not be at the level if we saw him given the opportunities and failed to impress on multiple occasions but he has had less than five appearances total this season which is not enough and i think you sum it up very well benji he's not been given the chances to come to a conclusion that he's not good enough for this squad and i think that's the biggest thing For me, uh, Fahim's volunteering to play in goal for the team. We'll take it. Goalkeepers are really hard to find, to be fair. Uh, Marvin says, Hey Tom, I do feel the market doesn't have a suitable backup for Saka after we missed out on Diaby. I'm very comfortable waiting for a year for us to identify. I think you could even wait six months. You know, I have said this before on the channel. I think that the right wing position is something that we can delay for six months. I'm more concerned about bringing in a defender. That is my bigger concern at this stage uh of the season i'm more concerned about that and making sure that we um kind of replace uh timber's injury that has to be the one going forwards um <laughs> and P says that match is legit a great idea yeah, I'd, I'd love to do it it's just putting something like that together would take a lot of pre-planning which uh, through the season is very very difficult to do. Uh, Nadim says, what are we doing with Pepe, Uh, seeing that he doesn't have a home yet? Again, I don't know. It's very quiet right now. We've heard that teams in Germany, in Spain, in Saudi Arabia are all interested, but at the moment, nothing moving right now unless something happens today. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep following that thread and, and maybe we'll find something again, just to re-highlight, uh, on deadline day, which is Friday. So not tomorrow, the day after there won't be an 8am live show. Cause I'm working, as you can imagine being deadline day, it's going to be very hectic. So I'm starting at 6am for football.london. Um, so what we will be doing is a show, um, as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm finished with that around 4pm UK time in the afternoon. So, uh, make sure you look out for that. But yeah, there won't be an 8am show on Friday, even though it is deadline day, believe it or not, because it is you know, the busiest day of, of work-wise, really from an off-field perspective. So uh it will be one tomorrow, but not one on Friday. Um Fuad says TC, I don't know if you saw Charles Watts mention mentioned the other day, um, when he talks to people close to Mikel Arteta, he tends to freeze out players and have his inner circle of players that he talks with regularly. Uh no, I haven't seen that actually. Um, but that's an interesting thing i really hope that smith Rowe's not been frozen out it would shock me really if he has been frozen out arteta needs to be better at rotation it's something that i've always said you know and i always have been critical of his rotation and use of a wider squad it needs to be better and i really hope that's not the case but uh um i hope that smith Rowe's not being frozen out. we know that he has frozen players out like we know that he's done that so it's not a case of charles being wrong he certainly has frozen players out um I'm just hoping that Smith-Rowe is not one that has. And we haven't got any evidence at the moment to suggest that is the case, by the way. So... Dangerous to speculate on that type of thing. Bizarre says, uh, why don't we offer Pepe instead of Smith-Rowe for Mudrick? What do you think? Yeah, all day. I'd swap Mudrick and Pepe. Yeah, easily. Easily I would swap those two. Uh, Harish says, with Katie gone and holding about to leave Timber out the majority of the season, defence is weaker than last season. Surely we have to sign defender. Agreed. If we do end the season having, you know, with Timber injured, Katie gone, holding left, we are weaker in defence. You know, goalkeeper, midfield, forward line, I'd say is stronger, but, you know, the defence would certainly be weaker. And that was the area that I always looked at as a priority that we had to sign somebody. So fingers crossed um, we can sign someone before the window closes. Uh, Maximius says, hey, Tom, after scoring the second goal against a 10-man Fulham team, we went back to a defensive shape and a 35% possession for 15 minutes after the second goal. Why are we so scared at going into our show after we have a goal lead? I don't know if it's necessary about that. I also have highlighted, and I said this in the Raw Reaction show, that... Fulham also came out and attacked because they had to. So it wasn't just because of Arsenal sitting back. I don't think we sat back loads. I actually think that Fulham got on the ball a lot more um, and we tried to play out, but we their pressure, they did really, really well, Fulham, in, in taking back control of possession for a period. But I think it would be fair to point out that we could do better as well. Um, Penny Wins says, with the signing of uh, Aya Kadina, um, who, of course, was announced yesterday for the women's side, fantastic signing from the Spanish national team, as well of all the others that we've made, of course, Alessia Russo, Arshtet uh, coming in as well. Um, It'd be a real and genuine threat this season. Without, without a doubt, you know, uh, Jonas Ideval has got a fantastic squad to call upon. Hopefully, Beth Mead and Viv Mead and are close at some point to returning. You know, they suffered serious ACO injuries at pretty early stages in the season. So, hopefully, they'll be back for an early stage in, in this season. We can keep our fingers crossed that they are. It's a real buzz around the women's game, you know, right now. And, and I think after the World Cup, disappointment for England. Um, but ultimately, a, su- a success story of the last couple of years with the Euros and in a World Cup final, you know, there's going to be so much excitement around the women's game and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season and can't wait to see what they end up achieving Um, I hope they can go all the way in the Champions League I hope they can take on Chelsea in the Premier League um, in the WSL, that would be brilliant to be able to see happen Rohan says, Why is there such a meltdown among fans over rotation? Isn't that what dem- we demanded in the first place? Yes, I, I've highlighted the irony of it quite a few times. I think it's because people are frustrated that a system that looked so clear last season has been changed for this season. I think that's the reason why people are frustrated. But as I've pointed out, you know, a number of times, I personally think that, um, the, the numbers, the statistics and, you know, what we're seeing in terms of a dominance in games is showing, you know, some real attack. Marx says uh, several credible analysts. Who? Tell me who these are several credible analysts. are I've been pointing out that Partey and RFB have imbalanced us. Um, when do you think we'll see the rice Party odegaard mifford I think we'll see it against um, Man United, to be honest. Who are these um, credible analysts, Mark? Let me know who they are. Um, I'd love for you to name and shame. <laughs> um, Martin says, why do we need to rotate after a couple of games? I think it's to keep things fresh. It's to keep minutes being given to players, keeping them ready. Do you remember at the end of last season when we all moaned at Arteta for not giving fringe players minutes? And then when they were called upon, they were coming in cold. I think that they're trying to not allow that to happen. Um, you know, um, and I think that's what ultimately cost us in the end is that we had players coming into the team that weren't as fresh as they could have been holding of course being one of them um and i think that you know if we're trying to rotate a little bit more that ultimately is um where i find ourselves at with that so yeah i I personally don't have an issue with the balance i think it is balanced i just think that we've made a couple of really silly mistakes um i was listening to danny murphy i think he was on talk sport i don't tend to agree that often with danny murphy but he did make the fair point of if the silly mistake doesn't happen and Arsenal win that game, no one's talking about this. Like, <laughs> you know, because we dominated all three games and we deserve to win all three games. So, yeah, that's that, that for me it's, is where uh, I stand on it. Uh, Derek says, Tom, I respect your opinion, but no way is Trossard or Smithrow more exciting than Mudrick. Um, It's only a matter of time until he rips teams apart. He's electric like Martinelli. I think that's that's brave, Derek. Fair play to you for sticking your neck out on that one, but I wouldn't swap either of them for Mudrick. Um, I'd keep Trossard and Smith-Rowe over Mudrick personally. Um... Marx is credible analyst, credible to me anyway. Statman Dave and The Different Knock. I'll have to check out that. I do rate The Different Knock. I think The Different Knock is a fantastic channel if you've not given it um, a watch. They're doing some great work over there. So do give it a watch. I don't personally agree with the unbalanced thing. I think that things are being tried out and the dominance that we're seeing in games is still showing that. Um, but they're obviously still tweaking. Is it less balanced than what we were last season with White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko. Yeah, I think it is less balanced than that. But unbalanced is a very definitive terminology. It's a very definitive term. If you say something is unbalanced, you're saying it is not balanced in any way. I think it is less balanced than last season. And that's because we're trialing it now and we're learning that system. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't describe it as unbalanced. I would say it is less balanced than last season, but it will gradually improve um so to say it was unbalanced I think takes it a bit too far and if that is the quote that was used then I personally would disagree with it um let's go to Wes says as it stands right now with all of the speculation around Gabriel and Smith Rowe if they were to go as well as holding and timber out what would your thoughts on the squad be as it stands I would say we've left ourselves very short Wes very very short indeed um and I'd be very, very disappointed with that business. I think it would turn what was looking like a nine out of 10 window with Timber available into something like a six out of 10, maybe even less. If you lose Gabriel and Smith Rowe and don't replace them, you know, and you don't bring in another forward and you don't bring in another defender and you're without Timber for the season, we've arguably failed in the window. At the moment, you know, I think that Arsenal are a defender signing away from Stewart being a successful window. But if you sell Gabrielle and Holding and Smith Rowe, you know, and you don't bring anybody in, without a doubt, the window has failed. Um, Even with some really impressive signings like Rice um, and Timber and Zippy in particular, and Raya, and the deal that we did for that, you know, it's difficult. And and, you know, whilst we've done some really good work, Penny, winning the women's game, I agree. And the women's window has been brilliant. You know, you can't doubt that the windows window has been absolutely fantastic for us. In regards to the men's side of things i think you have to say that we would have failed in this window um so we need to make sure that we keep smith rowe and gabriel we need to make sure that we bring in a defender uh and that for me is a necessity i can't say that the window has been a success if the one area that we had, had, had to bring a player in, which we did in Timber, but we have then lost with, you know, two, three weeks still remaining in the window and not bringing somebody in. You can't, I can't say it's been a success. I can say we've done some really good things. I wouldn't necessarily say, it. I know that people are binary in the sense that if something's not a success, then it has to be called a failure. I think it would be a failure if you sold Smith, Rowe, and Gabriel on top of not bringing anyone else in. That Without a doubt, you failed. But... I would be somewhere in kind of that gray area between success and failure regarding um if we didn't bring anybody in between now and the in the end of the window um in the defensive area. I think we absolutely have to try and do that um and I'm really hopeful that we do i'm hopeful i'm you know I'm optimistic but I'm always hopeful and optimistic <laughs> so yeah very very difficult uh very difficult indeed um Let's see if we can take a couple more. Uh, Amira says, with an already strong bench and fans wanting a new signing, there will be a quality player who won't make the matchday score due to limited spots. And how would you expect Arteta to keep everyone happy? Um, It's a fair question. And I think that it would lead to people being disappointed. I think that ultimately you're banking on those games in the Champions League and in the Carabao Cup that come around at the middle to back end of September to start seeing those opportunities given to more players. So it would take about a month, just under a month, to start seeing some rotation even more so. Um, so yeah, let's let's wait and see. Olawale says, you didn't add our women's. I, I just did. I just talked about that. <laughs> I said for the women's side, we've absolutely done brilliantly. On the men's side, you know, it would be in that grey area of a failure if we didn't bring in a player. Paul James, there's any news on Tim? But Not that I've heard. I saw rumours flying about yesterday that perhaps he could be back in March. But, you know, that's still him back in March in training maybe, and there's no guarantee. So I would take all of those suggestions of when he'll be back with a very serious pinch of salt. Is Alexander Barr moving to Arsenal? Don't know. There's interest, apparently, according to Danish reports. But I've not heard anything on that yet. But there's interest, according to reports, in, in Denmark. Um, Felicis says, I believe we are going in for a striker next season, and that will be the main target, and there may be a right winger. I wouldn't be surprised if we did go for a striker, um, but uh, we need to make sure that we bring in a forward. That's without a doubt. Uh, let's go to our poll, shall we? Just have a quick update on our poll. Let's see how it's doing. Would you rather guarantee Premier League win but Saka is sold, or keep Saka and gamble trophies. 74% of you still saying keep Saka and gamble those trophies, which is the camp that I personally would have voted on in that poll as well. Tok Roy says, Tom, get Aussie men. Good quality and perfect. Yeah. Uh, if you've got 150 million quid spare, Tok, then uh, let me know. Um, but otherwise, he's not going to be going anywhere. Uh, Henka Host says, Alexander Barr does have the physical abilities to be a right sided centre back. If you train him right, he will be a great buy for us. He got the pace and technical skills for a right back. Yeah, but the problem is that defensively, he's really questionable. You know, and from speaking to people in and around Portuguese football, I'm told he's really good going forwards. You know, I can't speak to say that I've seen loads of the guy. I haven't. But I'm hearing a lot of the same things I heard about Tavares. And that makes me a little bit worried, is that he's great going forwards, but defensively has issues. So the idea that he could be a right-sided centre-back when you've got a lot of question marks over him defensively, I'm not sure if that's the right thing uh dan and dylan who's been with a member for us for seven months has dropped in a super chat thank you mate uh says tom mudrick or smith rowe or peeny for pm <laughs> um i would have to go with mudrick for smith rowe or peeny for pm oh i don't know if i can trust Pini with that amount of power that's a horrible 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 idea um I think I'm going to have to take one for the country and uh, swap Smith-Rowe for Mudrick. It's in all of our benefit, people. I'm just putting that out there. Having met the man on a number of occasions... I'm going to have to go with the matrix swap and do us all a favor. <laughs> that's, that's that's only one way to, to solve that issue. And that's probably a good way to end the show. And another reason why men in the show is because you should be switching on Sky Sports News right now um, and watching Charles Watts have a chat uh, to Sky Sports about his brand new book. If you are, of course, in uh, and around the Tollington tomorrow evening, make sure you get yourself down there for his book signing. Don't let him sit there on his own uh, with Sam Dean and James McNicholas. Make sure you get down to the Tollington tomorrow evening and uh, support Charles uh, and his new book uh, and get some signed copies. I'm going to be taking along my copy. I'm going to get it signed by the man himself and uh, I hope that you guys support Charles as well. But turn on Sky Sports News right now and you'll be able to see Charles um, speaking about the book and Arteta. Right then, let's end things there. Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new and as always, up the Arsenal.
1: conditions apply five years or 100 miles whichever comes first pro pilot is an advanced driver assist technology driver's responsibility to stay alert drive safely and control vehicle at all times this
0: podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans